the Bear Down Report Podcast, featuring Brendan Chagru, Jack Wright, Logan Bradley, and your host, Ryan Dangle. Bear Down Report. All right, folks, welcome to another edition of the Bear Down Report Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Dangle, and I have an unbelievably special guest, which I'm going to get it to in just a second. But folks, we couldn't be here without the support of Jeff Cadwallader. If you're thinking about buying or selling a home this year, you've got to visit GenevaJeff.com to learn more about how Jeff Cadwallader with That Properties can help you. Jeff knows you need experience when it matters most. Visit GenevaJeff.com or give my guy Jeff a call or a text at 630-254-4734. We're also brought to you by Sheridan's Barbershop. Sheridan's Barbershop, located in historic downtown Wheaton, Illinois. They've been serving the community for 67 years with five barbers open six days a week, Monday through Saturday. We have appointments available to book online or by phone at your convenience. Sheridan'sBarbershop.com or 630-668-0137. Sheridan's Barbershop, where traditional meets modern. Folks, this is for me, a very special moment. Um, even though this guy is, is only maybe a year or two older than me, I don't know if I've got the exact dates. Um, I, I, you know, in the heart of me being a Bears fan, this is a guy that I just absolutely loved watch play the game. He played with heart. He played with intensity. And he was a guy that uh, whenever asked to do whatever, he did it and to, to have him on the show is truly a special moment for me. Um, and I just am so very thankful uh, that I am joined here by Adrian Peterson, uh, product of Georgia Southern. Man, Adrian, thank you so very, very much for being here. We really appreciate your time. Well, it's an honor, man. Appreciate you guys for having me. Um, so now, Adrian, if it's okay, I want to walk through your career just a little bit, um, both at Georgia Southern and through the Chicago Bears, and, and throw you some questions. Are you, mm-hmm. you cool with that? You ready to roll? Ready. Let's go. All right. So now at Georgia Southern, man, as I'm looking at these numbers, I knew you were good, but holy cow, dude. So your, fre- <laughs> your freshman year, 1,900 yards. Sophomore year, 1,800 yards. Junior year, you had two thousand yards rushing in your senior year 1700 yards rushing so that's 6559 yards rushing which was a division one record 1999 you win the walter payton award which is essentially for those that don't know it's the the heisman for division one double a unbelievable career what was what was that like you know playing at a place like georgia southern to to win the walter payton award what was that like for you oh man it's opportunity uh, it was an opportunity, and, uh, and, you know, as a high school senior, man, um, all I wanted was the opportunity on the next level. And Georgia Southern uh, stepped in early and uh, stayed late, actually. Another legendary legendary player from Georgia Southern who actually, uh, him and I went to the same high school, Tracy Ham, um, played a number of years up in the in the CFL, um, won I think three or four, four great cups, member of the College Football Hall of Fame as well as well as the CFL Hall of Fame. And uh, he was on staff there, recruited me, stayed on me, um, as, as you can imagine. I signed there and um, and then look back, man, uh, was all in from from the day one. Came in, thought I would probably play a little bit as a freshman. Uh, I was red shirted, 
And, you know, at that time, if you, you registered, you couldn't play any. So, um, you know, was scout team player of the year in 97. Uh, then 1998 was Southern Conference player of the year. Uh, 99, as you mentioned, was the Walter Payton Award winner. And then going into my senior year was um, on the preseason Hosman Trophy ballot. So, um, you know, at every spot I was in, man, it was all about getting better. That 99 season, I know, was particularly special. Um, I know that fans of yours and people that have seen it on YouTube known it as The Run. That's the 99 Division A championship. You were just against Youngstown State, just running guys over. And I mean, now that, that had to be one of the reasons why you got drafted by the Bears. 2002 rolls around and you get drafted in the sixth round. Can you maybe talk to us a little bit about what that experience was like for you? Um, a little bit of mixed, mixed emotions. Um, you know, I've, I've figured for, from my, my college numbers, um, you know, and the games we played against the, the, the division ones, the, um, Oregon state, I think I, I went f- like 173 and two touchdowns. When we played against the University of Georgia, I went for like like one fifty three. So um, you know, when the opportunity presented itself to play those bigger teams, I um, not only performed but but did well. And uh, so I figured I'd be a high high draft pick than the sixth round. So you know, I kind of kind of fell asleep during the draft after the you know fourth mid of the fifth round, and then. You know, got up and uh, I can remember my cell phone ringing, and um, and the, it was I, the the head coach at the time is um is Dick Duran. Yes, and sir. He called me, and uh, and he was saying we're going to select you with our next pick, and before he could finish the sentence, I saw my name flashing across the screen. And it was just um, excitement, man, because every every decision I made from, I mean, to be honest, probably about middle school was um, in order to put me in a position to get drafted. Um, whether it was extra running, um, academics, uh, extra studying for the for the ACT test, um, you know, all those 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 things that went in part in making it to the NFL. So you finally get drafted. I can't imagine what that felt like to see your name come across, even though it was later than you wanted to see your name scroll across. And then you land in Chicago and you're, you're, you're playing for the same team that had Walter Payton when you won the Walter Payton award can you kind of put into words? I mean, some of our listeners have played college. A lot of them have have played high school football, but this is totally different, right? This is you're putting on a professional uniform. You're you're playing with a historied franchise like the Chicago Bears, especially when it comes to running backs. Can you try to put it that into words for our listeners? Um, it was a huge, huge honor. Um, you know, my first year playing football. Um, my jersey number was 34, and um, it was a little mixture. You, you know, I tried to put a little mixture of um, Herschel Walker, um, Bo Jackson, 
and Walter Payton. And then um, being able to win the Walter Payton Award. Uh, and the year I won it, of course, he had already passed. So his mom came and uh, she, she was, was at the um, ceremony. But, um, you know, being up there in the uh, Chicago area, man, and, and just, man, like, you know, this is, this is some of the same hall, you know, a guy that I looked up to as a young kid, um, you know, stepped in also. That's incredible. Now, when you're with the Chicago Bears, you're looking at 1,283 yards rushing, eight touchdowns. You also passed for a touchdown in 2007. And, you know, so looking at 2007, I mean, that was, that was a big year for you. Um, Cedric Benson goes down and you rush for 510 yards and you receive 420 yards. That that's, that's pretty incredible. I would say if you were on my fantasy team right now, I would be pretty happy with those numbers. So I'm not going to lie to you, but in 2006, you are a key special teamer. And I know that that's something that maybe doesn't get a lot of look in maybe other programs, but for the Chicago Bears, I mean, that was, that was everything in that season. Can you maybe talk to us a little bit about what it was like, you know, taking on that role of being the featured back to rushing whenever you got the opportunity and, hey, I'm going to play a key role on special teams? Yeah, man, it's all about uh, making plays. I have a, a, a young son and um, – and, you know, that's what it's about, man, making plays, whether you're the starting running back, starting receiver, um, actually doing special teams. Um, you know, we're not out there on kickoff just to run down and, and you run through the end zone. No, I, I'm out there to make a tackle. Uh, I can get, a, get, a, get the good the, the, my, my hands on good, also trying to strip the ball. So, uh Never been satisfied, man. Uh, and that's in life in general. You know, wherever you at, you are always trying to get better, um, improve yourself, as well as others around you. Because when they see you, you stepping up, you know, other guys have no choice but to step up. Uh, I'll get called out, and. Um, and if you, and if you you are doing what you're supposed to do, you get called out. You need to accept that. Well said, man. Well said, Adrian. Now the two best returns in Chicago Bears history, if I'm not mistaken, you were the lead blocker on the very on on both the Arizona Cardinals that that comeback victory in 2006, and the most famous and and it's this is one that's fun because almost every Bears fan that I've talked to said, hey. Devin Hester's were kick kick return uh, for a touchdown in the Super Bowl, and as I'm watching the film, I'm going, "Wait a minute, that first block, that's number 29. I know that guy. Can you maybe walk me through a little bit? Just just tell us a little bit of that that story. You know, what was it feeling like? You know, once you you hit that block, or did you watch? You know, you're watching downfield and you see him and walking into the end zone. Like, what what did that feel like for you? Yeah, uh, it was amazing. Uh, actually, on you know, of course, being in the in the Super Bowl. So when the ball is kicked, you know, you, you see all of the lights flashing. And, um, you know, as a kid, I always thought that, that was, you know, something they did for telev- television, you know, animation. But uh, seeing all of the, those lights, 
and uh, and being able to stay focused and um, and as you said, make that initial uh, hit. And um, you know, my thing was always make the guy I'm blocking make him take the loop, meaning go around me instead of crossing my face. Because if he go around me, then um, Hester's already gone. So um, it's also studying film. Uh, you know, being in tune on, um, you know, how you should make your block. And um, I, I thought I see him, well, I thought I saw him cross the 50. Um, I knew he was gone. Man, I just, I, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Like, just especially, you've got a different view of it than every other fan. I mean, and, and again, every Bears fan, that's all they ever talk about, but you're right there seeing it up close and personal. And I'm sure that, you know, the amount of work that you guys put into being ready for it, it just, I can actually, I want to ask that question. Can you talk a little bit about like, what were the toughest parts about playing in the NFL? Was it the, the grueling schedule, the, the abuse on your body? Was it the, all the hours of film? Was it some combination? Like what was the toughest part about being an NFL player? Oh man. Um, it's a lot. Um, being ready, you, you know, cause, cause you, you never know um, when your number's going to be called. And uh, I can remember I moved up to uh, second team um, and, um, and told our special teams coach, uh, he took me off of all of the special teams because he laid me, you're going to be getting a lot of reps on, on, um, on offense. So week one, I think I might've got uh, 12 snaps um, week two, I might've got like 11 snaps and then, um, going into week three, I told, told to, um, put me back on ones on, um, on all the special teams because I wasn't getting as many reps on, at, on offense, but the guys on special teams were still having tons of fun. And, um, and I wanted to get involved in that. And and again, that's always just having that itch and that want to go out and um and make plays. And a big shout out, man, to to Coach Tobin and our special teams. Um, I don't think people 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 realize it, but um, for three straight years, if I'm not mistaken, we sent a returner to the Pro Bowl: um, Jerry Zuma, Devin Hester, and then um, and Johnny Knox and. Um, had Daniel Mannion, uh, Daniel Mannion started returning earlier in the year, um, he would have went also because I think he returned like like three, 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 three kickoff returns. But it was he didn't start doing the, the returns until the second half of the season. And typically, for when you voted, you know, the earlier you start to make plays, the better um, making it. And even more better if you did it some the year previous um, going in. But um, shout out to our special teams and, and all our guys, man. We took pride in our in our special team duties. Well, as a fan, we could tell, 
I mean, that was one of those things we knew it was great defense and great special teams. And you guys were just so fun to watch. So, okay. So, so that's some of the, the tough stuff. What about like, there has to be some great rewards. I mean, you, you had an incredible career, you know, mostly with the Chicago bears. Do you have like kind of a favorite memory? Maybe it's a favorite play uh, or just, I don't know, memory with your teammates, something that really stands out to you. Uh, yeah, man, the um, Saints game, NFC Championship, um, and, you know, it, it was a struggle at first. Um, I think I might have made a play on punt return kickoff where I stripped uh, Michael Lewis, beer man. And um, then the second half, man, we kind of just took off. And I can remember as the clock was winding down, it started snowing and in true Chicago fashion. Um, it started snowing and, and and you're like, man, we're like three minutes away from um approaching a a, a childhood dream. Cause every every Sunday, you know, when you're outside, this the Super Bowl, man. You know, when you're playing against your older brothers or your friends, you know, you always imagine the biggest are the biggest. And um, it doesn't get any bigger than the Super Bowl. So uh, understanding, you know, that we're actually going and then the week of, you know, the planning and the tickets and, you know, who's getting uh, – how many tickets going to give away to this, you know, all of this. So uh, it was a great experience, man. And also, uh, oddly enough, man, is a, is a training camp, um, you know, our training camp were fun. Um, you know, we actually stayed in the old school dorms where, you know, everybody had their own room, but you had to walk down the hall, you know, to the bathroom. And, you know, I can't remember, you know, half sleep, you know, in the middle of the night trying to make it not open up your eyes because <laughs> it's light in the hallway. So you open your eyes too wide, you know, you're going to be awake. And, uh, you know, not be to fall back asleep. But, you know, our group of guys, man, we were we were uh, very close, uh, always hung together, uh, clowned on each other, joked on each other. Um, and it was all fun. But when we got on the field, handle business. And, um, and Lovey Smith treated us like um, grown men and like pros. Um, you know, if you did what you're supposed to do, you know, it was going to work. And if not, then um, he's going to get replaced. And um, and everybody understood that. So, uh, you know, I, I think that's a credit, you know, to Levy Smith for uh, treating everybody, you know, as grown men. It seems, you know, from my recollection that, that he thought incredibly highly of you. What was he like just as a guy? Just, you know, I mean, obviously we, we've, we've all seen – videos of him as a coach, but just in, in your in daily interactions, what was he like, Lovey Smith? Pretty much even kill. Um, you know, but wasn't gonna get overly excited and um or mad, but um you know you, you could tell if he, if he was upset, you know, because he, he didn't curse but he used words that were um Close and uh, like the you know, and everybody took notice 
of that and um and, and kind of hopped in line and and um and made it work you know whatever the situation was whether it was the o-line not blocking or the running backs you know missing the blitz pickup or the special teams not performing um whoever needed to step it up did and um and everybody just rallied around each other so I know, is it, correct me if I'm wrong, you grew up in North Florida, correct? Yes, sir. Yep. yep. Okay. And so then, um, was it a little bit different when you're down in the Super Bowl because, you know, family, some family are still relatively close or was it just as difficult as we hear the stories all the time that getting Super Bowl tickets is just almost as difficult for you guys as it is for us? Yeah. What it, well, I think we were allowed it to buy um, X amount. And um, but of course, they cost the same. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I, me personally, I could kind of, I could kind of um, handed those duties over to my mom. Um, you know, because she, she was kind of instrumental, and in, you know, who came as far as immediate family. Uh, she was that, I guess, that um, border. So, um, you know, I wasn't the, the one having, you know, say no. But uh, so she she kind of she kind of took that role and, um, you know, ran with it. And um, so mom and dad, of course, came, my brothers and sisters. And um, I forget, I forget who else. But it was a, a, an amazing time. I, I can only imagine what it was like for them watching your career and then getting to see you play in the Super Bowl. That must have been absolutely incredible. So, Adrian, let me ask you this. You've obviously had some encounters with fans. Do you have like a like a, a crazy fan encounter or just a really good one? Like what were Chicago fans like for you? Oh, that was great, man. They were great. And uh, I mean, even now, even now, you know, they still they still get give me um, great praise as if I was a um, I guess a superstar. You you know when I'm I'm in town, you know here and there people recognize you and and um, I always say man they should have gave you a couple more carries. <laughs> but it's great, it's great, it's great. Uh, more so just 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 being being uh, being respected. You know, as a guy who who took pride in his job, whether it was starting, running back, whether it was the second team guy, or um, I've been on special teams. Just um, you know, whenever your number call, um, once again, um, go out and make a play. You know, not just go out there and, and be out there, but be out there and have a purpose. Yes, sir. Do you miss anything about the city of Chicago or the Chicagoland area? Um, I miss the guys and uh, and the city. I'm, I'm here in uh, Statesboro, so it's a it's a much smaller town. Uh, a lot easier to get around, but but I miss the city. Uh, you know, you can go in spots where if you want to be recognized, you know, uh, you can go in spots and. And just 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 relax. Um, I mean, it's a lot to do. It's a lot to do, and, and um, 
So he so said, yeah, I miss it. Um, you know, I spent, you know, eight years, of course, on the Bears and then another then another 70 years um, just living there. So that's the longest I ever lived anywhere except, you know, probably my hometown. And, you know, I, I graduated at the age of 17. So for those first first five years, you know, when, when you, you get age under four, you know, you really don't really remember, you know, a whole lot. So um, the, the Chicago land is, is um, you know, where I spent, spent most of my life at, it seemed like. Adrian, how difficult was it transitioning out of life in the NFL? Um, it was it was it, it was a little smooth for myself. Um, you know, I have kids, so I kind of made that transition. You know, from dedicating the hours and, and, and on the field, field uh, training, lifting to um, I guess, and my kids. Um, all of them are athletes um, who love to train, so. I still, I, I'm still active, um, you know, running. Um, so I'm, I, it was smooth I, on my end of it. That's, that's great to hear. Cause I know some guys have had a really difficult transition and other guys seems like, like you, it was, it was smooth and obviously putting all that time and effort into your kids, which they've got to have you running around like crazy these days. They do. They do. As I mentioned to you earlier, we just got home about, 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 uh, about 15 minutes ago, eight, and I got got him in the ice tub now. So, you know, just showing him how to take care of his body at, a, at an early age. So uh, anytime he feels an ailment, uh, hop on it now. Let's jump on it. Let's jump on it. Don't say I do it tomorrow or uh, I catch it in the morning. Um, you know, you, you feel something, let's go, go ahead and take care of it now. So Adrian, I, I told you when we when we spoke earlier that uh, I have a two month old daughter. It's my first child. Um, so thank you so much, sir. I appreciate yep. that. So so Adrian, what advice would you give to a young father like myself? Enjoy those um, enjoy those moments, man. I can remember, you know, when I had uh, our first, um, you know. Prior to that, I would stick around in the locker room and, you know, be one of the last ones out of there. But as soon as AJ was born, man, I'm in the locker room, I'm showering up, and I'm out. Because, of course, a newborn, you know, they're probably going to go down about five. So I'm trying to hurry home so I can at least get a little mini hug or, or something, Um you know, kind of if he's already asleep, you know, you, you, you come home, wake him up. Mom, not going to be happy. No, no, no. That's, yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. So, man, um, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Uh, uh, don't rush it. But, you know, when it's time for them to grow, um, you know, don't hold them back. Um, I miss Aiden uh, being a – being young and and but also I'm I'm enjoying seeing him grow into his own own person, own ideas, um, as well as my girls. Um, 
growing up, man, and just seeing each individual personality, it's it's amazing to watch, actually, man. You know, I always wanted, you know, why my dad would always come and watch our our youth practice. Well, he coached us in youth, but but our high school practices. I'm like, man, why is he always here? Not that there's anything wrong with, but I'm just like, it's just practice. But um, I'm the same way now. I'm I'm at every. I coach my younger daughter's practice, but Aiden, he's in middle school now, so they have their own, their own own coaches. But um, I'm at his baseball practice, his track practice, basketball, his football practice. You know, just trying to soak it all in um, as much as I can, because you know, gonna grow up and um, move away and and um, and, of course, hopefully start their own family. Well, and I'm sure they're going to look back and remember all the times that you wanted to spend with them. Adrian, I want to ask you about something that I know you talk about quite a bit. Um, growing up with a speech impediment, it seems like that's something that maybe put a chip on your shoulder. And 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 now it seems like you you want to give back to 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 people that have gone through a similar situation. Would you maybe talk a little bit about that? What that was like for you growing up in that situation? Um, it was hard. Um, you know, at first, you know, uh, at the age of five, you know, that's kind of when I really noticed, um, you know, I had a speech impediment. So I started speech therapy and, um, you know, in speech, you know, that's where they, they kind of, kind of, you know, figured it out, but, um, you know, growing up in, I guess, in our, our day and age, you know, you didn't really leave the classroom unless um, you was in trouble, and that was about it. Um, so, you know, for myself, we you know, when my speech therapists would come and get my out of class, you know, all of the, the kids would always ask, well, where are you going? And, uh, you know, sometimes I would ignore them. Or, or, or other days I would try to get my words out. But, um, you know, it, it was a lot different then. Um, but I guess I got into about the fifth grade, man, and, and, and kind of told my mom and dad that, you know, I didn't need it. It wasn't helping. I didn't like it. And, uh and my mom, of course, being in my household, when, when, when you say that, you got to prove yourself. So my mom and dad gave me the sports page and told me, read the article. And I couldn't even pronounce the first word on the sentence. Um, tried to skip that word. That didn't work. So staying in speech, man, and, and um, I think I seen the most growth when I got in college because, you know, my mom and dad, of course, went on all – the recruitment visits, but my mom, she, she didn't really care anything about what offense we ran or who the head coach was. She, she, she wanted to know what type of services, meaning speech therapy-wise, could you guys provide for her son? And, and Georgia Southern actually didn't have anybody, and they end up going out and hiring somebody. Um, Sharon Milliner, who um, – I worked with for the next next five years while I was at Georgia Southern. And I think that's when I seen the most growth. Um, of course, I was was actually forced to talk a lot more during interviews. Um, 
and then they'll with the different strategies um, that we did in speech therapy, and um, and of course now um, as a motivational speaker. And actually, before then, actually um, when I when I was drafted by the Bears, um, Dwayne Joseph, who was the director of um, the development. Um, he told me, "Hey, man, you need to get just get stand that speech therapist." And he, he was on me, was on me, was on me. And um, him and I, we went down to Northwestern University, and uh, I enrolled in, uh, in in a speech therapy class. So I t- took speech therapy at Northwestern for a year and a half, just as a refresher, you know, new environment, um, a lot, lot more national interviews, of course. So, um, you know. Just down on on it, and um, and now as a motivational speaker, man, it's um, interviews are a lot better. Um, so I enjoy going out and, and just just sharing my story because um, you know it's started off rough, but um, you know it's it's man, it's like night and day now. And you can be an inspiration for all those young people that are struggling with something. Oh yeah, because um, you know. And I always say, man, you know, hard work pays off. And uh, I was in speech for from age five till about twenty-two years old, and um, and it has paid off. That's incredible, Adrian. I, I got goosebumps just thinking about it, man. Thank <laughs> you so much for sharing that. I got a couple more questions for you, if that's okay. Yeah, man. So. Have you been able to to kind of keep up with the NFL at all since obviously you've got the the job um, at, at Georgia Southern? You're you're the director of student athlete development, and you've got the three kids running around. Do you find time to to watch any NFL games at this point? I try to catch my Bears. Uh, I try to catch them. Uh, I try to, to catch them from when I can. Because uh, of course it's tough now. Um, you know. But um, I tried to. I watched um, maybe, maybe five games last year. Um, I haven't watched much preseason because it kind of snuck up on me. And, and you know, with those, they play what, what Thursday and Fridays and Saturday preseason games. Um, you know, it's been been a little, a little harder. You know, to catch them. So, okay. So then I got two questions for you. How has the NFL changed since you, since you left it? And, you know, what do you think about the current state of the Chicago bears, Matt Nagy, David Montgomery, all of that stuff? Um, how has it changed? Um, it's a lot more, I guess, player friendly, um, you know, as far as the um, training camp schedules, um, I say player friendly, but uh, I don't know. It is, it's, I think it's tougher to, um, for some guys make a roster. Um, and I probably would have been one of those guys. I'm not gonna wow you in, in just shorts. Um, you know, I need the contact, you know, uh, breaking tackles. Uh, running out, running down on special team, making plays. So, I guess it's pros and cons on that that end of it. But um, have to adjust, and and I'm sure I'm sure I 
have adjusted um, fine. But um, but it's a little different. The hidden rules are a little different. I mean, which if it's all about um, cleaning it up, man, and, and keeping guys safe, um, I'm all for it. I don't have a problem with it. So what about the current state of the Chicago Bears? What are you kind of thinking about this team? And, again, have you been watching David Montgomery? You know, I still think we are um, – with the quarterback situation, I think a year away, um, you know, those guys up north, you know, they got they got Aaron Rodgers, man. And, and, and I, I mean, he's tough. I mean, he's tough. He's tough. And um, so, you know, that's always they always going to going to be, you know, a tough matchup for us. A tough matchup for us. I, I, I think the other two, if we can, we can, we can, we can win at home and try to steal one or two of the, those games um, on the road. Um, you put yourself in a in a great spot. And as far as Montgomery, man, uh, I love. It. I, Think he needs carries. Uh, he's a guy that that um, needs carries, uh, that wants carries, and uh, I think his 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 production improves um, as he gets carries. You know, you you have some back that you know sp- splash plays. I think he was kind of that old school back man that 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 wants to run it. Inside the tackles, um, feel them linebackers, you know, how they're feeling and um, make a move off that. Adrian, I, I got to ask this. Well, first off, the first thing that I got to say is you just called them that team up north, which proves you are still cheering for the Bears, even when you're not oh, playing yeah. for them. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course, of course. Is there any food that you miss from the Chicagoland area? No, the pizza, of course. Um, yeah, yeah, you, you got the, the, the different ones, man. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just visioning coming home and, and my wife has that deep dish sitting on the counter. And, uh, ugh, like, and the visitors come and they were like, man, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, all you need is like, you know, one, maybe, 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 maybe two slices and uh, <laughs> and you're good to go. You're good to go. Absolutely. All right. So, Adrian, I, I've taken up a whole lot of your time and I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Are there any shout outs that you like to, to, to maybe give anybody that might be listening to the podcast that you that you'd like to give a shout out to? Oh man, my bears, man! All those guys up there, man. Uh, everybody, everybody, you know, alumni, man. We rooting for you. Um, might not be at the game, but um, on Sundays, if, if if I get a chance, I'm in my shirt, got my cup, uh, and, and my son's in his jersey, and um, you know. And it's, 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 it's all in. 
We're all in. Bear down. Adrian Peterson. Incredible. 2002 sixth round draft pick from the Chicago Bears. One of my absolute favorites. Uh, you guys heard it in the pod. I was excited to talk to Adrian Peterson. Um, and what an incredible guy. Uh, an incredible story. An inspiration. And just uh, this this one was pretty special, folks. You can you can hear it in my voice. This this one's gonna this one's gonna keep me smiling for a little while. Uh, quick shout outs that I've got to give uh, to Patrick Sheldon for stepping in last week. It was awesome. Loved having him on. Uh, Eric Kramer, if you haven't listened to that episode with Brendan Chagru, please make sure you guys do that. Obviously, we want to thank one more time Adrian Peterson for being on the show. Uh, an incredible interview. Hope you guys enjoyed it half as much as I did. Because if you did, then it means you enjoyed it a lot, uh, folks. For all of you, thank you so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. If you really like what you hear, hit us with a five-star review. It really helps to widen our audience. For all of us, the Bear Down Report podcast, I'm Ryan Dangle. Thank you so much, folks. And as always, bear down.